What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the Practical Preacher Podcast. I am your host, LeVar B. Young. So glad to be here. We've been on hiatus for a little while. I know we've been gone for a little while, but we are back. So glad to um, be back, have some um, interesting topics for this new year. Happy New Year to everyone. I know we haven't been on quite some time, but Happy New Year to you. This is actually our first brand new episode for the new year for 2022. First of all, I just want to thank everyone that's still been downloading. Everyone I I went and checked, people are still downloading the previous episodes. I want to thank everyone that's been uh, doing that. I really appreciate that. People that's been um, downloading from Amazon Music, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, um, all those different podcast um, outlets. I thank you so much. Please continue to do so. Please continue to do so. Please continue to share this. Tell someone about this podcast. Um, If it has helped you, if you enjoy it, if you like it, please share it. Tell someone about it. You know, we would greatly appreciate that. But listen, we don't want to prolong the time. We want to get right into things. Have a very exciting topic on tonight. And as as I, you know, I like to say, the stove is already hot, so I'm ready to cook. Um, tonight, what we want to talk about, what we're dealing with tonight, uh, well, on this episode, what we're dealing with is this topic: when the preacher goes too far. When the preacher goes too far. That's what I want to talk about in this podcast in this episode. And you say, well, what does that mean when the preacher goes too far? When the preacher goes too far is in actions and doing something and saying something, you know, that's what we what we want to deal with. And just so um, if someone that's new to this podcast, thank you so glad. Um, if this is your first time, once again, my name is LeVar B. Young, and I am the practical preacher. I am a preacher. I am a pastor. So I talk from from experience in that field as well as just, you know, a regular person, a man, just to talk from, you know, both things here at the Practical Preacher. We believe this is thing. We believe that the Bible is is more than just words to us. We believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but it's a practical guide for everyday living. That is our model. That is our thing. That's what we believe in. And so what we want to get into tonight, because it's some, I mean, it's some things that's been brought to my attention over the course of, I want to say, some weeks, some months, some different things. You know, you see different things about um, some preachers and pastors, different ones that have done things in, in a service or done things inside the church or outside the church or whatever that brings up a lot of questions. Um, it, it it brings up a lot of controversy. And there's already enough things that uh, that plague the church. There are already enough issues that we have to deal with and so a lot of times when i when when i come across this stuff when i hear about this stuff when i see this stuff i just like man we don't need any more issues we don't need any more reasons for people to give people for them to feel like see this why i don't go to church Uh, and you know right now you know we're dealing with this this pandemic and a lot of things you know are virtual now you know a lot of our services are virtual matter of fact all our services at right now at this time are virtual so now you have people say well you know what i'm just going to turn all of it off because i'm so turned off by something that was said something that was done and let me make it clear it's one thing if something is said or done that gives correction 
that's fact about the word. But it's another thing when something is done that's just crazy, something that's done out of the flesh. One thing that was brought to my attention, um, I saw a video recently, and sadly enough, it was a comedian that brought up this video. Matter of fact, two of the most recent things that came um, came across to me actually were addressed by comedians. And you already know when it's addressed by comedians, you, you know, you might not hear, get the total side of what's going on. So the first video that came up was of a pastor in a church. And I'm not going to name any pastors tonight. And I'm not going to name any churches because I'm not trying to correct them, ridicule them, put anybody on blast, anything like that. But I'm just trying to address this issue of when preachers go too far, when the preacher goes too far. You know, because sometimes people don't understand. Sometimes the preacher themselves don't understand. I've gone too far. So this this one video that was brought to my attention by a comedian, as I stated, uh, was of a pastor in a church. And I don't know the full story of what happened, but a gentleman got up and approached um, the pulpit area saying something about he wants to pray or something like that. I don't know what the case is. And I don't know the total history of this individual and the pastor. It was said that there was some past history between these two individuals or something like that, but it showed that the pastor, this preacher, just went off. I mean, became irate, uh, told them to throw this individual out of, out of the church, called this individual a buzzer. I mean, all this is in a service before the congregation um, saying this person is a buzzer. And they went on from there and began to just, you could see that the preacher became irate. Um, start yelling, start saying all type of things, um, and start addressing the congregation about some other things that that was uh, bothering him, that was getting on his nerves. Because that's how that's really how the part of the video shows that he's already upset. They're already upset about another about one issue. And they're irritated about that, so so they're venting and they're expressing their feelings about that and how they feel about that. And then there's this this distraction or this interruption by this individual. And that just sends the preacher off. Get mad, throw the individual out, tell them throw him out, throw this buzzard out, and then turns on the rest of the congregation and say, look, if, it, if nobody like it, if you don't like what I'm saying, you don't like what I'm doing, nobody's going to come up here and interrupt things. Um, I'm running this. I'm the one that's qualified. I'm the man of God and all, you know, just saying all this stuff and say, look, if, if none of you, are, if you all don't like it, you can get out too. You can get up and leave. I don't care. 50 percent of you all get up and leave. So, you know, start saying stuff like that. And even went on to say, you know, this is the type of church this is and name the denomination that is that it is, which I'm not going to say live what the denomination is. Um, even if you all email me or anything like that, reach out to me. I'm not going to say the denomination. Um, but he goes on to say, and if you're not of this denomination, you can get out too. And that's a clear sign of when the preacher goes too far. It is. Because, here, you know, here's the thing. And let me say this first by saying, I do know that, you know, what we have to understand is that preachers, pastors, evangelists, prophets, these are everyone part of the fivefold ministry, apostles, all of just, just we're human beings, you know, and we deal with the same things that everyone else deals with, sometimes in a greater capacity. Um, we have the same things aggravate us, trouble us. We have a lot of times the same things on our plate, if not more. So I understand being frustrated. I understand getting upset. 
I understand, you know, needing a moment. But where the problem lies is when you know you're upset, when you know you're having a bad day, when you know that you don't like something and that it just brings up anger in your flesh. The problem lies when you still try to go out and, and go forth as if God is instructing you. God is giving you the words to say. And many times you ha we have to come to the realization like, look, I'm having a bad day today. I'm having an off day. Let me go to God and ask God to help me with this that I feel. Help me with what I'm upset and what I'm angry about. Because it's bad trying to minister to people, trying to help people when you're angry yourself. Because you never want to try to preach or teach out of anger or in the midst of your anger. Because it's never going to come out right. Because instead of instead of preaching and teaching the word, you end up preaching and teaching your flesh. You end up uh, just spending that time fending and, 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 you know, and talking about just what's upset you. And it's not about us. It's about God. That's the bottom line. It is not about us. It's about God. So we have to be very careful. Now, this preacher definitely crossed the line, went too far because and even made comments about, you know, about said something that would even discourage visitors, first time members. And sometimes we have to think about that. Sometimes I know it's hard. We will teach and, and, and you know, and preach sometimes in a mindset as if everyone is on the same level. And you can never assume that. Even if someone has been coming there for a long time. And I know it frustrates, um, it's frustrating sometimes when someone has been coming, listening, being taught for a long time and they still don't get it. They still don't understand. Or, or they still haven't done any better. But they want better, but they still haven't done better. I can understand that this, this becomes frustrating. But you go too far when you allow for that frustration to cause you to damage someone else's faith. When that frustration causes you to act as if you don't have any faith. When that frustration causes you to do something that's going to come across as wicked. To do something where people don't see God, the God in it. They don't, I don't see God in that behavior. And, and when I looked at a lot of the responses, um, that's what a lot of people were saying. You know, I don't see God in that. How could I visit a church like that? Matter of fact, why should I even go to start with? If that's how they're going to act and how they're going to carry themselves. And then now on the other side of that, some people will say, well, had a lot of people in the congregation. A lot of the members were saying amen. It seemed like they was co-signing it. They were fine with what was being said. Let me give you this a little bit here. It's not so much that a lot of people were necessarily agreeing what was being said, but the way stuff was being said, the way that, you know, this individual turned on everyone and was clearly angry at everyone. Sometimes you just, I believe that you had some people that just saying amen or not saying anything because they were afraid. They were afraid to say something. Look at it. Here it is. He just threw somebody that was possibly a, a, kind of like a visit. He just threw somebody out of the church. Just had a group of men grab this individual and throw them out. Call them a buzzer. Call them, you know, names. Ridicule them. And here it is. They start ridiculing people in the church start ridiculing other people, even the congregation. He turned against everybody and said, look, if you don't like it, get out. So the fact that some people sat in silence and the fact that some people said amen or just act like they were going along with it, it was an act. Some, they were afraid to say something. Wouldn't you be afraid to? 
the way this individual was acting. So that's that's the preacher going too far. That's too far. That's that's and like I said, I'm I'm not here to I'm not trying to directly correct anyone. This I'm just putting this out as a general message. If preachers or pastors, whoever they hear this, people hear this, and if they if it makes them take a look at themselves and say, "Wow, okay, let me check myself," then good. Because I admit, being a, being a preacher and a pastor myself, there are many times that I even have to make sure, even when the, within myself, I'm upset about something, I'm having a bad day, I got to go to God before I try to stand up before the people. Because I want to make sure that I don't go too far, that, that I don't go past what God, what is going too far. When we do or say something that's not in the will of God, when we do or say something that does not glorify God, when we do or say something that, that, gives more hurt to people than it gives help. When we act out of our flesh, that's exactly what it is when the preacher goes too far. So that's just one, that's just one example of a recent video that came up. And that's the bad thing about it. It's on video. And, and, and the preacher even said, I don't care. I don't care how y'all feel, what y'all think, what y'all have to say. You don't like it, leave and never come back. And matter of fact, if you're not this and if you're not that, if you're not of this denomination, you need to get out anyway. How, how can you say that? Never know. Someone may be in there that's confused and just say, look, I, I just need to hear the truth in the word. Some may, someone may have decided to come there that is broken. Someone may may be in there that's already run from one church because of church hurt, because being mishandled and misused and abused. And then they get there and you blow up, you go off, you go too far. Now that person is damaged even further. That person is damaged. They're destroyed. They completely turn away from the faith. And then you want to blame them, say it's their fault that they pulled away. No, they've been mishandled when they don't know any better. And that's 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 one example. I I got more. I want to get to to this main one, this most recent one. Once again, I'm not going to call the pastor's name. I'm not going to call the church name. Most recently, there was there's a story that's out. The video was shown that a pastor was in the midst of a service, was giving an example, was preaching, teaching, and to illustrate the message. Um, they decided to illustrate the message by taking it literal of what what happened. The pastor's scripture uh, dealing with Jesus when he had healed the man from being blind. Now it says that Jesus put spit in the man's eyes. This individual, this preacher, took it upon themselves to spit in their hand. Uh -huh. They spit in their hand. And, and and not just a little spit. They, I mean, they spit. It was slim in their hand because I watched the video. I admit, I watched it. I watched as much of it as I could. I mean, I, I was disgusted by it. I couldn't even get through the entire video. I don't even know how long it was, but I saw enough. I just had to turn it off because I couldn't believe what was being said. They spit in their hand, and they had an, an individual standing there next to them, and as the illustration. They, when they spit in their hand, they had this slim and this cold, everything in their hand, this spit in their hand. They then took their other hand 
and they had the individual standing there with their eyes closed, and they began to rub in their hand and take the spit that was in their hand and rub it on the face of this individual. Rub it on the face of, of this member of, of the church. And, and, I, and I mean, you can see it because you can see the phlegm, the, everything that was in you can see it begin to drip off the face. I mean, just totally disgusting. And, and I'm not being harsh because even the individuals that did this said it was totally disgusting themselves after they rewatched it. And when I looked at this, I said, without a doubt, this is the creature going too far. This is something that's unnecessary, something that's uncalled for. This is a disgusting act. There's, there's, that's not showing wisdom. It's not. Because now what happens, watch now, now what happens after that is now there was a lot of controversy. You, you can even hear the response of the congregation. You can hear the response of people going, I mean, people that were just so shocked that this was happening before them. People that was, you know, people that was disgusted. You can hear it. But the preacher kept on. And like I said, I, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to turn it off. So I, I don't know. Once I saw some drip off the, off, off the person's face, I just had to turn it off. I said, I can't watch it. I just had to see because I couldn't believe. I just knew someone was lying, lying about it. I just said, no, y'all just trying to be funny. Y'all trying to give, you know, preachers a hard time, trying to give us a hard time, trying to make us just seem like we just don't have no sense or anything. So I had to witness it for myself. And yes, it was true. And I was, and I was ashamed that the thing was true. For my, my, my fellow workmen of the gospel. I was ashamed that this had really happened. And then so I watched what I did is the preacher puts out a video in response after hearing all these things come back and after being such a big uproar and controversy, which it should have been, the preacher that did this act responds and says, after I looked at it, I was disgusted too. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize, you know, they said that, you know, did this thing, they said, I was disgusted by it, but, it, but the reason why I did it is in an effort to really try to get people to get the word, to get an understanding. I tried to bring the word to life. I try to put life to it, and, and, I, and I try to illustrate and give these illustrations to really drive the point home. And all, you know, you know, they say all these things, and, and I and while I get that because me myself. Listen, I, I, I call myself a practical preacher. And within that being a practical preacher, I, I give a lot of illustrations. You know, before COVID, when we were live and we were, we were in the chapel, we were inside the building, a lot of times I, I, I give examples. I have different type of things set up. One time, you know, I preached a message dealing with the 23rd Psalms, and, and I, the question was asked, why are my enemies at my table? You know what the scriptures say? You know, he he um, prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy and anointing my head with oil. And, and to illustrate everything, I actually set up a table with dishware and everything. 
you know, I, right there, right there in the pulpit, set up a table and illustrated the message. Another message talking about uh, one time talking about um, how we should be in our mirror more instead of looking out our window. When we look out our window and criticize other people and talk about other people and everything, instead we should get in our mirror and look at our own flaws, look at the things that that we need to fix, the, the flaws that we have, the things that we need God to help us with, you know. And, and with that message, how I illustrated, I actually opened a window in the church and set up a table that had a mirror by the window, and I preached the message in front of the mirror in the window. I mean, those just two examples. I, I have a lot of examples of that. There are a lot of things that I do because I want to bring the word to life too. I want to make it practical. I want to make it understanding, you know, because sometimes, especially when you look at certain translations, they can be a little confusing sometimes, or, you know, different times, the, the King language and the King James version are different, different things like that. Well, sometimes people can get lost in it. So I try to, to give a clear understanding. And a lot of times, just as Jesus did, will bring, will explain a natural thing to explain a spiritual thing. So I get that. I get one to illustrate it. I get one to use examples. I get sometimes getting out of what's ordinary, out of the norm, doing something um, extravagant. I understand all that. I get all that. But where he went to, where they went too far is with the spit. And rubbing your first of all, I mean, let's be real practical here. Let's just use what they, what our, what our grandparents and great grandparents, you know, parents will say, common sense. You, you know, I don't know about you, but I was always taught that one of the most disgusting things you can do to somebody is to spit on them. One of the most disgusting things someone can do to you is spit on you. That you don't do that, and you don't allow someone to do it to you. That's just that's just a no-no. So to then turn around and being in a position like that, being a preacher, and you say, I'm gonna take my spit and I'm going to rub it on someone else's face. That that's that's horrible enough in itself. And then the second part to it, let's be honest, in the midst of this 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 um COVID that we're in, in the midst of all these different variants. You know, everyone trying to be masked up, everyone trying not to get this this uh, get this disease. In the midst of numbers going up, all these different things taking place. With all that going on, you still think it would be okay to put your spit, your saliva in someone else's face when they have us wearing masks so we don't even breathe on one another? You think it's okay? It's going too far. And now, in their in their defense, in their defense, a little bit, it was explained that the individual that they did this to was not just you know a regular church member, but it was um, it was the preacher's brother. It was a family member. It was the preacher's brother. But guess what? That still don't make it right. It still doesn't make it right. Because I look at all the ramifications around it. Because, um, to my knowledge, you know, the brother hasn't released a statement or anything. But when you think about everything that has transpired now, how people um, reacted to it, how people felt about it, 
you know, now you have to think, what does that now do to the individual that it was done to? How does it now make them feel? Do it make them feel less? Did you empower them or, or, or did you harm them by this action? You got to think about this thing. Think about these things. And, and, and I must admit, one of the key things, and I know somebody might ask the question, and maybe a preacher uh, listen to this and will ask the question, well, what do I do? Because I like to illustrate, and how do I know where, where the dividing line is? Sometimes it can become blurred. What I've learned, even in myself, is that because sometimes I've, I've been inspired by something, or I, I feel like, oh, Lord, it spoke to me through the song, through whatever the case is, and I get um, inspired, and I hear something. And I read a scripture, a text, and I'm like, ooh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Or sometimes I just get inspired by something. And I say, ooh, I want to do this, and I want to illustrate this. What I do is I pause, and I have to stop. I say, you know what? That sounds real good. But it might be that it just sounds real good to me. I might be just, you know, feeling this way within myself. It might be my flesh. I can be deceived by my own heart. The Bible talks about this. So I have to ask God, this thing that I feel so excited about, this thing that I feel so inspired by, God, is it you? And is, if it is you, then this is what I need to know is, is do you have me to do this thing? Mm -hmm. Do you, as a matter of fact, back it up, because I always ask the Lord, when I get inspiration about something, I have an idea about some Lord, back it up with your word. Show me in your word. And then it's backed up in the word. Would you have me to do this at this time? And would you have me to do it this way? See, we have to check in. A clear way how we go too far is when we don't check in with God. When we leave it up to ourselves, how we feel. When we leave it up to our own emotions. When we leave it up to our own mindset. When we leave it up to just what we feel like we know. But we don't, but we don't check in going too far. Now, now, just so because I am the practical preacher and I, and I believe in the word of God, just, just, to, just to give you a little basis, you say, well, because I'm basing this off of when I say going too far, because when I look in essence what we're supposed to be doing, in Ephesians, and this isn't Bible study, but in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 11 verse, it gives an example about what the Lord has given us. Says given us apostles, says given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And then the very next verse, in the 12th verse, it says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So when I begin to, to, to look at those things and you break those things down and you begin to understand, you say, Well, what we're supposed to do as preachers, we're supposed to be. Is supposed to be for the perfecting of the saints. So I first had to understand what is perfecting. What am I doing if I'm supposed to be perfecting the saints? Well, to perfect when you when you look at that word perfecting, it means to make something free from faults. So what I have to understand is that okay, well, when I do something, when I say something, when I do something, when I'm teaching, when I'm preaching, all these things, if I'm trying to really uh, free someone from faults. I'm perfecting them, then I need to make sure that my words and my actions don't add more faults to them. I need to make sure that if I'm supposed to be working to free them, then I need to make sure that my words and my actions are not putting them in bondage. 
So both of those examples that I gave of preachers going too far, when I look at it in, in its essence, especially this thing with the spit all in the face, what type of bondage are you putting this person in? Now you're putting them in a bondage of shame. Yeah, you put them in a bondage of make now, 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 now they're connected to being ashamed, being ridiculed, being made fun of, not being respected. Because you already know some people like, man, I, I don't care if that, uh, that is the pastor. I don't care if the preacher. I don't care if that is, you know, your brother or whatever the case is or what. what I don't care. You know, you don't let nobody do that to you. I can just hear some people now. What kind of man? You know, allow somebody to do this to them and all, you know, all these things. So now this person that is supposed that the preacher is supposed to be freeing from folks, supposed to be helping. Now they, they're, they're in bondage to some things. And then after we look at the perfecting, then think about for the work of ministry and then get to the part for the edifying of the body of Christ. The edifying. So I said, well, wait a minute. I, I, I looked up that. Edifying. What does it mean to edify? The word edify means to instruct or improve someone morally or intellectually. I want to deal with that to instruct or to improve. So we're supposed to be instructing and improving. How do I, so if I'm instructing, then I'm instructing someone wrong. If I'm doing things that do not improve them, if I do things that damage them, that's not improving. If I do things that hurt them, that is not really correction, that doesn't inspire them to do the right thing. Now, now let me make this clear. There's a difference between, you know, correcting somebody, because I know a lot of people that say, oh, I got church hurt and the preacher did this and the preacher did that. Telling you right from wrong is not crossing the line. It's not going to. Far. Telling you that the word is, says come out of sin is not going too far. You know, when you ask for counseling and, and, and you're living in a life of sin, you're doing something that displeases God or a preacher to say that displeases God. That's not the will of God, especially for your life. That's not going too far. That's not church hurt. That's not wrong. But to do something that does not correct you in love, correct you with the word of God, to do something that harms you, to do something that embarrasses you, that pulls you down. That, that's, not, that's not perfecting you and that's not edifying you. That doesn't improve you. It doesn't, it doesn't improve you if, if after what I've said or what I've done makes you or causes you to be more broken than you were before you got in front of me. You shouldn't leave my presence more broken than you were when you came into my presence. You're going too far. This thing was absolutely too far. That was a disgusting and despicable act. The preacher even said to himself that it was disgusting. But the part that got me that even in the explanation, even in the apology, it was still too lighthearted. It was still kind of joking. Because they even joked along the line of saying, you know, they called it, um, said when the spit, when the spit hits the fan. You know, come on. It's like right now that's that's not, that's if you really have godly sorrow, godly remorse, then that's not the time to joke. You know that you've offended some people that, 
that you hurt some people, that you wounded some people, that you confused some people. Definitely that, that you confuse some people, then that's not the time to joke. That's the time to say, look, I was, I was absolutely wrong. I'm not going to make excuses for this. Yes, that's what I was trying to do, but I was wrong how I went by. I went too far. I crossed the line. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. And watch this. Listen to this. Shit. That's the thing preachers do, you know, say, you know, watch this. I, I, and that's one thing I always say. I don't know. I got that bad. <laughs> but in that, in that scripture text that, that they were trying to illustrate, bring to light, to give this example, when I read it, it, it even says that, yes, Jesus did this, but for one, that was Jesus, who was both God and man at the same time. God sent him on a mission. He did nothing, nothing of his own. He did everything that his father had instructed him to do and gave him the authority and power to do. That's the first thing. So let's let's look at that. Let's break that down. So I have to understand that being a preacher, I have to do what God has instructed me to do. I can't do anything of my own. I only can do what I'm instructed to do and what I'm authorized to do, what I'm given authority to do. I only can instruct as I'm instructed. So I first have to examine, if I don't want to go too far, I first have to examine that and say, well, wait a minute. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. If I haven't been instructed in this thing, if I haven't been given authority to do this thing, then let me not do it. And then let me have to, I have to realize too, the main thing is I'm not Jesus. Yes, Jesus did that. He put spitting the man out. That was Jesus. We're not Jesus. So first of all, we don't have we don't have that type of right. Because that was Jesus. But then when you look at the other part of the scripture, here go, here go one of the, the big key parts too is it says that Jesus took the man who he did this to, he took him outside of the city. So therefore, he didn't have him in front of an in, in front of an entire audience. Why? Because he did not want to embarrass the man. He didn't want, he wanted to perfect this man. He wanted to edify this man. He wanted to improve this man. So he wanted to improve him. And he wanted to free him. So if Jesus did this thing and he took the man out of the city, took him away from everybody. You know, so it wasn't a big audience. Then that should give instruction to say, let me not do this in front of a big audience. The preacher that did this, that rubbed his spit all over this, this person's face, their eyes, that did this disgusting act, did it in front of the congregation. And then not only that, they were, they were broadcasting live on social media. Broadcasting live on the church web page. So, so it, it's, it's no telling how many people saw this. And especially now, after it came out, now people can just Google it. And I already know, everybody probably gonna, that's listening to this. If you don't know about this already, I already know and I can't stop you. Nothing I, nothing I can do about it. That's why I'm not going to give you any other information. I'm not going to say any names or anything. But I already know people are going to Google it and find it. So, so many people are seeing this. 
But that's not what Jesus did. Preachers cross the line. Preachers go too far when we don't stick with what Jesus did completely. So you just want to take one little thing. Well, Jesus did this part. Look at the whole scope of what he did. And then in the scripture, he even said that Jesus said, okay, don't even go tell anybody. Don't even let, no, let anyone know that I did this. But yet, this person decided to, I'm going to do this in front of our audience. So when you do that, then we have to, you have to ask the question, what was my real intentions? What were my real motives behind this? Because sometimes I've either had to check myself and say, do I want to do this or do I want to say this thing because it sounds good, because it's catchy, because it's popular right now? I even struggle with doing this podcast on this title and discussing these things because I know right now it's, it's kind of like a hot topic that a lot of people are talking about. But, I'm, but I hope I'm coming from an angle that helps. I hope I'm not adding, um, because I prayed about it. I prayed about it, and the thing, you know, and that's why I'm giving these scriptures from the Lord is saying you have to back it up with the word. So we're supposed to perfect. We're supposed to um, edify. And yes, we, within that within that teaching, there is correction, and there's nothing wrong with giving an example. That we're supposed to try to help people get an understanding of what the word is saying. Well. When you think about it, the minute this started happening, a lot of people shut down at that point. When we cross the line and go too far, people no longer, they, they miss the point that you're trying to make. They miss the word because that's how we are. We shut down. Just like if a preacher was preaching a message or something like that or teaching or something like that and, and start cursing or say one curse word. Oh, it's over. Nobody hearing any, they're not going to hear any other scripture that is said, any other example, any print, nothing. They done. All they can think about is, man, did you, did you hear what they just said? And sometimes, I know sometimes, you know, we can get in the vein and want to say something, do something, to, you know, to make something a little lighthearted, a little comical. But we have to be careful not to just say and do something just to get a laugh, just to get a response, or say or do something just to get an amen. Because everything everything we do was supposed to do it unto the Lord. And that's and that's not even just preachers. That's anybody that say, look, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ. But this was absolutely crazy. Corrupt your spit in someone else's face. I don't care if you are related to them. I don't care if they did say it's okay. Because, see, this thing, too, which you have to be careful of. Sometimes preachers go too far because we have to be careful. When you get when you get a position like that, sometimes people can look at that position and the power that comes with that and, and, and everything. And they will they will trust you. So probably so much further than what they probably should. Because. We're still human, so we can still make mistakes and mess up. That's why you have to pray for preachers and as preachers are praying for you. And that's why anybody listen to this, that's why you have to stay in your word. That you just can't take the preacher's word for it. Open your Bible and read it. See if that scripture is being read correctly. See if something's being added to it or if something is being taken out. Study, ask God. 
to talk to you, to give you an understanding, to help as the preacher is helping. But sometimes just because of who that person is, especially people that are personality driven, it's like, oh, you know, that's such and such. And sometimes they will hold these people, these preachers in such high regard that they will allow them to tell them to do crazy stuff. You're like, you did what? Sometimes when I hear some stories, I'm like, you did what? Well, they asked me to, or they told me to, or 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 or, or, or they kind of along the line made it seem like they, you know, it would be nice if I would do this. Pray about it yourself. You 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 see that that's not even backed up in the word. The way that you fit, you felt and knew that it was crazy, that it sounded crazy. Because I could just see myself, you want to do what? You want to spit, you want to spit in your hand and you want to spread the spit on my face? No. No way. I don't care how you illustrate the message. You know, and I know they say hindsight is 2020, but I just think about so many other ways that that could have been illustrated. First of all, if you're going to do that, you want to bring it out, rub it on your own face. Why you got to rub it on somebody else's face? Rub it on your own face, which would have still been disgusting. But at least now you're not pulling some, you're not, you're not harming someone else. You're not allowing for someone else to be ridiculed. The blame, everything would totally be on you. you you're responsible for you. No one would be saying, in co- you know, we dealing with COVID and you putting somebody at risk by that. No, because you're doing this to yourself. Why you have to use fit? Why you can use a cup of water and just say, just imagine that this is fit. You could have used lotion and say, imagine this is fit. Not anything. And did it to yourself. Or had a mannequin there. I mean, I, I just think about so many examples. And that's why we have to check in with God, because a lot of times God will tell us to do something. And it, it sounds and it'll sound crazy to sound wild. But watch this. He'll have us do it in order. He'll have us do it in a way that it still makes sense. That is, he'll have us do it in a way that is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Because here yeah, I go with another scripture, because we believe once again, you know what our, our, our model, one of the things is. We believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but a practical guide for everyday living. So in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, uh, it, it, it brings out something. In the 33rd verse of the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. This is the Apostle Paul talking. So in the 33rd verse, it says, God is not an author of confusion, but of peace. So right now, that alone, when it says God is not an author of confusion, these things, the example of the preacher that threw the man out of the church and began berating him and and began yelling at the congregation and saying, look, y'all don't like this. Y'all can get out if you're not of this denomination. You need to get out anyway. All those things, that, that caused a lot of confusion. preacher that puts his spit in another person's face purposely to illustrate the message causes confusion. And then when you get down to the 40th verse of that same chapter, 1 Corinthians, the 
14th chapter and the 40th verse, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. What does that mean, decently and in order? Do it just mean that, that there's a certain way, a certain order, like one, two, three, four, five? No, it goes deeper than that. Or it's simpler than that, I should say. It's not just about keeping things neat and tidy when it says in peace and in order. Nor is it just about being rigid or in traditionalism. That's for somebody that might be thinking about that. The Apostle Paul, you know, he insisted that it has to do with reflecting God's own character. Because since God is not a God of, con of confusion, then we shouldn't be people of confusion. As, as preachers, we shouldn't cause confusion. We shouldn't even let the gift that we have that God has given us. This is a gift that God gives us when he calls us to preach, to teach, to prophesy. All these things. People that have these gifts, speaking tongues, all these different things. Because this that particular text was talking about speaking in tongues. But it also, it also refers to this as well. We shouldn't do things that, that when we do it, it causes chaos. It causes confusion. Mm -hmm. We should be doing things that worship God. That's the first thing. When we, when we want to do something, then we have to ask a question. That's that question say, well, wait a minute. Is what I'm doing, does this edify God? I mean, not edify. Does, does this, I'm sorry, does this glorify God? I'm sorry. Does it edify the people and does it glorify God? So do, do I honor God by doing this? This thing that I want to do, this thing that I want to say, does it honor God? Does it promote God? Do it let people see God? Do it draw people closer to God? Or do it make people say I'm crazy? And that they say that I'm crazy in, in the sense of like this the example that I gave, I'm gonna put my spit in somebody's face. That's crazy. It's disgusting. It's inappropriate. That doesn't that doesn't glorify God. And what do it what do it teach the people? What do it instruct them to do? How does it improve them? How does it build on? How does it help them build? How does it encourage them? How does it strengthen them? Now, also, I want to, you know, I also read that there were some that said after this that, hey, although it was a little disgusting, they said, hey, we got the message. We understood. It was a great example. We understood. Well, well that's, that's good that you understood. That's good that you understood. But ultimately, I don't know what, what is it that you really understood? Because what you, what you need to understand, the other understanding that you need to get is that that was inappropriate. That you don't do that. That you don't have to do that in order to explain that passage of scripture. And that even Christ himself in that scripture did not put the person on display for everyone to see. So if Jesus Christ himself didn't put the person on display for everyone to see, to protect their integrity, to protect their character, if he didn't do it, 
then what would make us think that we have the right to do it? Go too far. When the preacher goes too far. And I want to encourage everyone because there might be someone that maybe, I don't know. First of all, let me encourage preachers that, like I said, this isn't a rebuke. This isn't a, isn't a me coming at the ones who have done this. This me um, discussing the matter with the hopes of, and I'm praying for these individuals that did these things. This, but this is me discussing the matter with the hopes and the intentions that these type of things don't continue to happen because it has to be addressed. We have to let it be known that it isn't okay. So that these things don't continue to happen so that people will get the help that they need. So they get the help that we're supposed to be giving with the help of the Lord. The next thing, so, so I want to encourage preachers to just say, Check in with God. Ask God for the right way. Even if it's something that you're inspired by, because I have to constantly do this, you know. Because sometimes I, especially when it comes to illustrating messages, doing different things, I thought of all type of wild things. But I take it to the Lord and I say, God, is this you? Because I've always, I, I constantly pray the prayer at times. I say, Lord, please teach me the difference between your voice, my voice, and the devil's voice. Because I know that I can be fooled by my voice and the devil's voice if I don't know the difference. I could be fooled and think that maybe it is the will of God. And listen to this. A lot of times we blame the devil for a lot of things, but in reality, what it really is, is sometimes we're hearing more of ourselves and even the devil. Sometimes the devil will plant a little seed and we run with it. Or sometimes because of our own desires, our own desires, our own wants, we can be deceived by that. Yeah. So that's why I ask God, God help me in these areas to make sure I'm not deceiving myself, to make sure what I feel so sure about, I feel so good about, is this you? Is this your will? Would you have me do this illustration? Would you have me to even preach this message? Would you even have me to give this title? Sometimes I have messages and don't even have a title to it. Because sometimes, you know, when I find myself trying to come up with what's going to be catchy, what's, I say, wait a minute, no, what's going to please God and what's going to help people? If I'm spending, wasting time trying to find out um, within that message, what's going to be a catchy title? And I understand you have to, you know, you have to do things that's going to attract people to the message. But if I'm spending so much time trying to find out What's going to be the catchy thing? Then I need to leave that alone. I need to let God tell me how what He will have me to name that message. I need to let, make sure that God is inspiring me and that I don't just go by my flesh. I don't just say something that's going to maybe grab a person's attention for a few seconds. Because if it doesn't please God, then it isn't right. If it, if it doesn't glorify God, then it isn't right. If it harms people, then it isn't right. If it makes people become broken, then it isn't right. If it doesn't free them, but instead ties them down, puts them under bondage, it isn't right. I've gone too far. So I want to encourage every, every, every preacher, 
whether you're a pastor, you're an evangelist, you're a teacher, you're, you're a pastor, you're a preacher, you know, all, all we classify all that as, as, as preacher, you're an apostle, you're a bishop, whatever the case is, just want to encourage you to always check in with God. I don't care how long you've been doing it. Say, look, I've been in this thing for years. How seasoned you are, we all can get off if we're not careful. We all can go too far if we're not careful. If we don't check in with God, just check in with God. And when we mess up, when we mess up, let's go to God and then let's go to the ones that we messed up, the ones that we've wronged, the, wrong, the ones that we've hurt, that we've damaged. Let's go to them and properly apologize. Let's not give a a so-so apology of, well, this is what I was trying to do. I'm sorry that you took it that way. Or I'm sorry that you were offended. Um, I'm sorry that you didn't understand what I was saying or what I was trying to do. No. Let's go, let's, let's go with humility. Let's go in love, go in peace, and say, look, I messed up, but I'm human. I, and I'm not making excuses for it, but I want you to understand I'm, I'm not God. I'm God's servant. And I, I'm going to show you and point you as well as myself to God. And I got off. I went too far. I messed up. I asked you to do something that I shouldn't have asked you to do. I made you do something that I shouldn't have made you do. I made you feel guilty about doing something or not doing something that I shouldn't have. I asked too much of you. I tried to, I tried to appease the world, appease my flesh, and I shouldn't have done this. Let's just check in with God. Let's continue to stay in prayer. Let's pray for one another. Because I'm not ridiculing these people. I'm saying the truth. It was a disgusting act. It was a wrong act. And I pray for them. And then the other pastor was so angry and so mad. They was throwing people out all that. Got to pray for them. Say, God, grab a hold of their mind. And then help the ones that they hurt. And now I want to talk. I want to talk to the one who may feel that something devastating has happened to them in the church. That maybe you feel like um, I've been hurt. I've been mistreated. Um, something like this has happened to me. Something like this has been done to me or just, you know, I've been so broken. The one that's suffering from church hurt when it's valid church hurt. It's not just you were corrected on something you were wrong about. But something disgusting was done to me. Something hurtful was done to me. Some type of abuse. Something was done to me by preaching about the church. I pray for you too. And I, and I pray that God allows you to get help to deal with what has happened and to be able to be free from what has happened. I don't want you to stay in bondage. You stay, stay tied to what happened to you. I pray that you'll be able to get somewhere and get to a place that will edify you, a place that will empower you, that will help build you, that will properly instruct you, that will properly correct you with the word and in love, that will properly teach you, a place where you can grow and flourish. But I want to tell you, don't give up. Don't throw it all away and don't think because this happened here or maybe it happened more than once. Don't think, you know what, just it's all like this. Everyone is like this. There's no help for me. There's no hope for me. No, I don't want you to think that way. I don't want you to feel that way because there is help. There is hope. Sometimes the preacher does go too far. 
Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we get in our flesh. Sometimes we allow for our frustration and our fears and different things that we're dealing with. If we don't take, properly take them to God and allow for God to instruct us, sometimes we can get off and we can mess up. Especially when we're dealing with the same things that everyone else is dealing with. And it seems like no one is praying for us. But, you know, sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we feel devastated by what we're facing. Sometimes we need a break. Sometimes we do need to sit down and take a break from people and teaching. I'm not making excuses for wrong. But I'm just saying that's the reality of the matter. This is the practical preacher. That's the reality. That's the facts. These are things a lot of times that people don't talk about. But everyone from the pulpit to the back door, as they would say, we all need help. We all need the Lord. We all need Jesus. We all need to check in. We all need to make sure that say, wait a minute, am I am I acting according to the word? Am I really doing unto others as I would have them to do unto me? Am I really doing things as if I'm doing this to the Lord directly? So if not, then I got to pause. I got to pull back. And I got to say, Lord, what would you have me to do? So in this season, I'm grateful for 2022. I'm grateful for where we are. I'm grateful for how far God has brought us. But we still have work to do. I'm saying to all preachers that may hear this, may come across this, we still have work to do. If you're not a preacher, say, well, I'm not a preacher. That don't apply to me. No, we all have work to do. Because guess what? Every single day that we wake up is a gift. And it's an opportunity for us to get something right in that new day that we got wrong on the day before. It's an opportunity to go further on that new day than we did on the day before. It's an opportunity to maybe apologize to somebody in that new day that we offended on the day before, that we hurt on the day before, the week before, whenever the case is. It's an opportunity to get to know God more and better in that new day than on the day before, than we did on the day before. Mm-hmm. We all can get it's funny. We live in a society where everybody wants more. They want more materialistic things, more money. And hey, I understand. I get it. We need those things. We want those things. But do we want to get better? Do we do we want to think better? Do we want to talk better? Do we want to act better? Do we want to handle ourselves better? So those are things that we have to think about. So I hope this helps somebody. Once again, we're excited. We're excited to be back. We're going to be coming with a lot of more interesting topics. And now we have reached our time. I thank everyone that's tuned in to this podcast. Please continue to like and share this podcast. You know, please continue to download. I want to once again take the time to thank everybody that's been downloading it and listening to it on Amazon Music, on Stitcher, on Radio Public, on Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you so much. We want you to continue to do that. We are on all of those outlets, so please do so. If anyone have any questions or comments about any of the topics that we talk about, or you would like, you have a topic that you would like to hear us discuss and talk about, 
you know, even if you would like to come on the show, you can contact us at our email address, TPP number two podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's TPP two podcast at gmail.com. Feel free, email us. You can email us your questions, your concerns. You can email us, you know, your comments about any of these topics. You can email us topics that you would like to hear us discuss. You can even email us if you would like to come on the show. Reach out to us, contact us. We will get in contact with you and we'll see about setting up a time for you to come on the show. All right? You all take care. Be good to each other. Spend some time loving on somebody that you can. And most important, don't forget to love on yourself. Once again, here at The Practical Preacher, we believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but a practical guide for everyday living. All right? You all keep on downloading, keep on sharing these podcasts. Stay tuned for more exciting podcasts, more exciting topics. We're going to love to hear everyone talking about it. And we would love to hear from you and hear your input, your thoughts, and your questions on this. To the next podcast, you all take care. Take care of yourself and take care of others. Take care. Yeah.